Episode Trace. A little light. I'm a man. <laughs> Just going back and forth like that or not? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we we I actually spent the night under the lights. Yes, uh, you did. In the under the lights. MMA at Lamaro MMA on Lights Podcast Studios. Right on the bedtime story last night. <laughs> uh, well, because we dis- we debated this whether we wanted to do the recap of a card immediately after, right? At like two, three o'clock in the morning, right? Or do we want to do it the next morning? Because I usually stay over in the studios yep. and do it uh, the next morning, Sunday morning. And you usually pass the f out. Uh, oh, before PG now? <laughs> I'm trying to stay under the quota. Um, you usually pass out before the main event. I gotta wake you up or re- re- rewatch it that night or the next morning anyway, or yeah. rewatch some of the fights. Like, hold on, I didn't really absorb that as much as I should have, or you know, uh, analyze it like I should. So I think the next morning is a better fit for us, unless. I don't know it, the move strikes, but it, it, I think it's pretty tough at three thirty in the morning, like last night. We went to bed pretty. Well, you know, let's preface it again by saying, even for a live event, one of the one of the most exciting live events, you you could probably uh, put your finger on for the, you know, for twenty eighteen, like we talked about. Dan found a way to be, you know, based on a, a headache and a and a boo boo and a belly ache. He's here. Uh, I was just gonna say this. Yeah, I was supposed to get here at eight. You he got here at ten forty something. Yes. So, you know, we were, we, we were trending behind the whole time, staying off social media. Um, and, uh, yeah, for those of you who were trying to get us on Twitter, we were unavailable. <laughs> but, uh, no, in all seriousness, yeah, I mean, I was, I was falling asleep last night at 2.30 when we were trying to watch clips after and post-fight stuff after. So here we are, shook the rust off, and uh, we're going to rock and roll, baby. We're going to rock and roll. So, um, before we get into last night's, well... I was gonna say amazing card. It was an amazing card on paper going in. We lost one of the one of the fights that could have been the fight of the night. I thought I, I mentioned in the last podcast. Um, you know, there was let's just say there was extreme highs and extreme lows in this. At least the main card. Oh yeah. Um, but before we do that, I guess we should uh, we should we should I don't know recap last episode. And uh, like we said, we, we, we started last episode with a, if you will, a cold opening of clips and snippets of mistakes or just ridiculous nonsense um, that we uh, decided to call Clean Up Them Hands, the Clean Up Them Hands uh, segment. So uh, we, I feel like we should, at least most of the time, if not every episode, because I'm sure we'll make enough content that we mess up enough in every episode that we can use the next one, yep. uh, to at least... Uh, leave some room for that here. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, without further ado, enjoy. Honestly, the only thing I think you need to do is clean up that hands. <laughs> you know, I, like I know my stuff and this and that. Yeah, uh, Voldemort. Uh, Voldemort. Oh, uh, uh, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Like, sure. I'm not anywhere near one, the memory that you have of old fights. Like I could be like, oh, I remember that fight. But you could, you, you, this guy, Atlan, they don't call him Atlan Baldwin MMA for no reason. Uh, what, what's oh my god. His last fight, help me out. What his name is? Uh, dude, or whatever. Oh my god. Uh, v. Yeah, uh, Rumble. No, not Rumble. He's oh. not, it turns out he's black. That's Atlan Baldwin MMA's um, uh, wheelhouse where he, he knows like every freaking fighter. It's insane. But- uh, who's the alligator? What's his name again? Sauce? Yeah. He cleaned up them hands. Back in the day, um, God, 
So listen, this this fight card was uh, was something to behold, I think, last night. And uh, without trying to overstate it, because it still didn't feel in the moment, it wasn't as crazy as, as I felt like it should have been. We talk about how these guys don't get the credit they deserve, even in this moment of, uh, of absolute history that I think Daniel Cormier carved out. Now his his name is officially you know on the Mount Rushmore, if you will, of the MMA. Um, elite and I, I don't know I think it, it's a beautiful beautiful thing we were kind of rooting for that uh, although we picked Stipe and you know before we get into every little bit of it I just want to uh, I want to pay him his his respect I thought it was just an incredible Did performance <laughs> look we're over the map here I'm feeling the pressure I only had like 40 minutes I gotta go you know lose some golf balls in New Jersey <laughs> I don't I don't know what to do here I'm, I'm panicking I'm panicking um so I guess we should just take it. We want just—is there anything from the uh, the prelims that you want to do other than me mentioning? Uh, so, so there's some a couple of things. Is there anything from the other, uh, the undercard or preliminary fights that you wanted to mention before we just attack? Yeah, this is this is this is what I would mention. I the the one that we were probably excited about uh, in some capacity was the Uriah Hall uh, Costa fight, mm. and I guess you didn't get to see it live. But Costa, a we're always going to give it to you. Just just. You know, sometimes hot takes, sometimes obvious, but we're going to give it to you straight. Costa's on on roids. There's no way the guy's <laughs> on steroids. I mean, the guy's on juice. Looks like it. Uh, you know, and would not surprise Dan with his with his heritage. But, um, <laughs> you know, he, he just he doesn't pass the eye test. So I'm sure that, uh, as, as Shab calls him, the golden snitch will be coming for him, knocking on his door before you know it. In the meantime, before he pops, I will say he looked incredibly impressive. He threw... Just raw power shots that you you know would take a Mack truck off the road. They were just ridiculous. And Uriah was trying to trying to stay in the pocket and try and kind of keep a straight face, but he couldn't absorb the body shots anymore, and he crumbled. And um, that was that. So that was very impressive. He kind of puts himself into the contender conversation in the middleweight division, which is exciting. I think they were ranked eight and nine respectively. Uh, yeah, so. Uriah eight, Costa nine, and um, you know. What, whatever, see him slide. I don't have the rankings in front of me, but see him slide into the top six, seven, whatever, and uh, it, it'll be fun. You know, there's guys like Weidman out there who, you know, still need to still need to, you know, take care of some business before they get back into the title picture. It might be exciting to see if, if he could take a, a, a monster like that in the deep waters. Uh, uh, you know, Yoel's looking for another scrap. Maybe he bounces back, and you just get juice on juice in there. I don't know, but you know, that we're, was, that we're, was a we're huge Weidman fans, so we. <laughs> We really I mean, want, you know, we really want him to do well and go on a little, put some win streak together, get back to the title contention. Look, I went, Wyman, Wyman, Wyman. Wyman. I went to Hofstra with Wyman. I went to Hofstra with Wyman. I've loved His Wyman. dad's great. He's very generous. Uh, <laughs> and Dan, Dan actually, uh, maybe you could, you could explain what you did for her. Uh, was it for her birthday? You did that? Oh, wow. That's that, so, was, so that, was a beaut. that was a beauty. Um, I forgot what it was for. It doesn't really matter. But uh, I, whatever. That, um, 
I knew that she was a big Chris Wyman fan, so uh, I might more, more so because she wanted to, you know, she wanted to see what he had going on downtown. Right, and uh, <laughs> and I decided to put a little care package together from quote unquote Chris Wyman, which was obviously from me. This was pretty so, epic stuff. This was, this was just became a Lombard on the May roast. Yeah. The two of them had a lot of fun with this. But I, uh, I think I took a like a. What's it called? Like, I'm like uh, off Google Images, like a like a glamour shot of him or whatever, and like signed, pretend like I found his signature and signed it and pretended that it was from her and wrote like a letter on the back of it, how like you know, I heard that you, you really like me, we want to take you out and this and that. Um, so then uh, there was a couple other things or whatever, but she, your your lovely fiance, decided to take picture, take that picture and bring it. It was all around the apartment. It was at work. It's over here. They get out to dinner with her. So. Um, that was like a little inside thing with, with Chris Weidman and your fiance. It was, was it was just so funny because she she's you know scattered these things all over the apartment and was just like, I, I don't know the, the the whole thing. I guess it's it's more of a, it doesn't do it justice on the podcast. Yeah, it's so one of those things you got to be there. For. Yeah, it doesn't, the doesn't translate is, so well for yeah, episode trace. The point but. is, we love Weidman and listen, if he would happen to just hear this and want to be a guest, that'd be tremendous. Right. Um, Shout I, out to Terry, we're coming at you, kid. Hundred percent. So. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. So. The only thing I would mention, because uh, I didn't, I obviously, uh, as per usual, was um, egregiously late again. Um, was it the round tree that you didn't get? The well, no, no, we, we no, we saw that. Actually, you, we you saw watched that? the whole main. Oh yeah, car, it was on the main. Because no. they switched to the main car, but on uh, the other car, as far as my not official picks, but um, just my actual gambling just with actual money. Stuff. Yeah, uh, on the undercard went one and one because I lo- I took uh, Uriah Hall. Uh, I think it was like plus one hundred five, and uh, but I lost that. But hit with a sunsau, basically broke even on the on the prelims. Um, so one and one going into the main card for my my personal gambling. Well, that's riveting. That's riveting. Yeah, yeah. riveting stuff. Anyway, um, so for you the main really card, you really gotta get going, doesn't you? <laughs> <laughs> so again, we just go right in order here. Um, no, so uh, so the round three, so the, so the round three saki fight. Okay, so. Uh, Mr. Mr. Power over here. <laughs> Danny, Danny was right. Listen, if you if you just want to say, you know, proof was in the pudding or whatever. Um, <laughs> you Khalil, love those yeah, I, I I do. Khalil comes in with a, a, a nasty straight left and uh, puts Gokhan on his seat, and that was the end of that. So uh, I said that Gokhan had the power advantage. I, I was trying to Again. play nice. Dan called me on it. Said, "Go ahead, say what you really think. Go ahead." So I kind of. Dug in a little bit on him uh, in episode dose, and I'm paying for it mightily here. So yeah. Dan, so what happened was, if you remember, in the apartment, oh, well, I was gonna get to that. So, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, punch drunk right now. To be honest with you. Uh, so I said, yeah, I, I mentioned that Roundtree, and I, I didn't uh, articulate it uh, in the best way. Kind of like what I'm doing right now. Um, I was trying to say that, that Roundtree had the more Raw natural power, mm. not even <laughs> again. You, you can say it again if you want. You'll be wrong again. Um, where Saki is clearly more technical, and and like you said, coming from that K one glory background, is gonna have very <laughs> clean hands and, and feet or whatever. But um, more of the you know, kickboxing thing, and, and you know it, it's hard because he they actually said it in the in the um, the the post fight um, wrap up, which we're kind of having in the background here that. Maybe he like a lot of these guys that have high level striking that come into MMA like yeah they they train some jujitsu and some some wrestling or whatever mm-hmm. but they're like these guys can't hang with me striking wise I can just go there and pick them apart but it's a totally different thing with four ounce gloves it's just a totally different game 
And well, it's, it's more you just might have the, been a little the, overconfident. It's the threat of all the other techniques and, and allowable right, that don't you know, strikes you do, and, yes. and, and grappling and all that too. So you got a guy like Saki, and we went into it quickly too, uh, in addition to what Dan's saying, which is a very good point. You know, the, the guard is totally different too. So right. he's coming from this 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 totally decorated, uh, I think he was a K1 champion actually without, without confirming that. Um, but either way, I mean, just, just tremendous kickboxing, you know, background. And you got these big meaty gloves and, you know, typically you have this huge guard and you're, you're willing to get into the pocket. You don't have to worry about your hips. You don't have to worry about, you know, guys dropping levels and all this other stuff. So right. not that Khalil is, uh, you know, is like some guy with a wrestling pedigree necessarily, but if he's been training mixed martial arts longer than Gokhan, Gokhan's got to think, oh, I'm dangerous on the feet. The guy definitely doesn't want to bang with me, even though he says he does. And he's already thinking in the back of his mind, what else is coming? What else is coming? What's coming next? And, you know, four-ounce gloves, like Dan says, A, impact is better. B, no guard, really. To, to So even if he throws his hands up, boom, splits him right down the middle with a really clean pinpoint shot by, uh, by Roundtree and the rest of his history. He put him out. So very, very impressive. Gokhan has taken a ton of head trauma throughout his career. So not trying to lean on that as a crutch either, but I would not be shocked if he doesn't go much further within the UFC organization and MMA in general. Um, young to this sport, but when you take that much repetitive damage, especially in, in a boxing or kickboxing setting, you know, you don't go out, you get these standing, you know, standing 10 counts and all this other kind of shit. There's the ability to kind of take that repetitive damage that, you know, I think uh, scientifically does more with uh, with CTE and stuff like that. Right. So in summation, you know. I said that it, Roundtree had more of the raw power, mm. and that's what and happened. I'm still I'm still disagreeing in some right. crazy Well, way. it played itself out the way I said. <laughs> I actually also bet Roundtree. He was a slight uh, underdog. Uh, yeah, plus one hundred five. Um, I did that one because a little. Well, I thought it was kind of one of those coin flip. Um, fights and that I went with the underdog, but also just to kind of throw an at Lombardo. He had to have face, some action there. Um, if and when it happened, and there, it was it was quite the scene when it happened because it went down the way that I you know not that I predicted that that was going to happen, but yeah. the the skill set that I, I I was trying to highlight happened. So I might have um, done like a forward moonwalk in the apartment. Would you yeah, say? I don't know exactly I don't know. what it was. To be honest, it was with you. it was you were leading with your belly. I don't know what else was <laughs> well, going on, I mean, but. That's all I saw was just some weird form of salsa. He was in his socks. There a, yeah, was, there was a lot going on. It was a, it was a, I mean, as Angie and I would say, it was a string sitch. But I don't know, I don't know what to say about it other than the fact that I deserved it. And uh, you know, but he, you know what? He, he rubbed my nose in it a little but, bit. But so. but since we'll close that, and that's so, I just I just want to keep a running tally of my actual bets. So now that made me two and one. Right. So one and zero on the on the. Uh, Main card, but yep. after after that, after me celebrating and dancing and sliding and doing all types of nonsense in here, leads us right into the next one. And ah, I'll just, it I'll sure just, does. I'll just, you know, bump set this up to you. It so you can sure spike it right does. Back in my face spike it your I'll, face. I'll give you the like, floor. Go ahead. Like uh, enjoy, Ben Stiller did. Enjoy your shine. The, meet the Fockers or whatever. He busted <laughs> yeah, that bitch's yeah, nose yeah. open. That's what I'm looking to do with you right now. Um... <laughs> No, listen, I, you know, I, I even said it during the fight. I didn't think that Anthony uh, had focused on his defensive wrestling still. I thought it was very evident that if Chiesa stuck to a, a, you know, a more precise game plan and didn't get, you know, I don't know, caught up in a little bit of the flash and the excitement of trying to trade shots or whatever, I think Chiesa wins that fight 10 out of 10 times. And, I, and I'll still say that even though I'm so, so fucking happy and I'm going <laughs> to use that fuck with a huge smile on my face. Fuck yeah. Really happy to just kind of just... 
stab and twist the knife on Dan on that one because, <laughs> for a lot you know, of reasons. Who, yeah, I mean, A, I'm happy for Anthony. I gener genuinely am. I've been a fan of his for a long time, like we mentioned in, in episode dose. And to see him kind of beat a guy who's been on that kind of a run, Kies is firmly in the mix in this division. So that's, that's, a, that's a huge win. Where he goes from here, all I could say is, is Duke, if you're listening, of course you're not. Uh, anybody else in Anthony's circle, none of you are listening either. You never will. But if anybody did give a shit about his future, somebody's got to get in his ear and explain to him that he needs to learn how to use the cage. He needs to learn how to circle off. He needs to learn how to throw his hips back and sprawl. He, he's got to, I mean, like we said, and I'll keep it brief, you have Ben Askren as a resource. You're not using the guy yeah. at all. It's evident. Like, it, it's embarrassing. I think it's crazy. With all that negativity, let's let's shelf that for a second. Well, I got I got this is the only time that it would make sense to put this in here. I remember I told you I was listening to the, the post game on yeah. the post fight wrap up, and they had him on. He okay. came up and oh, talked, right. and what he said at least at least two times, maybe more, that he was like, "I had too many people in my ear telling me about you know wrestling this and that." Yeah. I, I, like he's like, "I'll do a little bit of it, but I'm not." He, he specifically said he's not focused. He wanted to go back to striking and submissions. He's like, that's not me. I'm not about wrestling. I don't I don't need it. So this actually wants to get... Yeah, I don't yeah. need it. it was, this is the problem. So well, then, well, there you go. Is that he has one performance where it works out for him. And, you know, if they feed him the right guys, sure. But if you run into anybody with a halfway decent... And it even happened in the beginning of this fight with Kiesa that... He was getting taken down at will. He, no, he wasn't, the, like, the fight wasn't going to be close. He was going to get mauled. Yeah. He was, was going to get mauled. I don't want to you know, be on my soapbox and say, oh, I know what would have happened, this and that. But no, it, it's pretty obvious. I mean, we've seen it so many times. If you squint, it's the last five fights he's had. It's just a guy going up against the cage, swooping his legs out. It's, it's not like he defends it for 30, 40 seconds. Right. He just, whoop, he's just looking up at the lights <laughs> on his back every fucking time. And then before you know it, it's just like he's got that disappointed look on his face. And it's like, oh, he's holding me down and this. No, man, you need to make it happen. You need to, you need to be prepared for that. And at the very least, you know, if you want to be the striker and the flash on the feet and, and you obviously have the slick submissions, you, you've shown that against, you know, the bendos. And now in this case here, great. And, and, and I think I said last night, too, I think he finished... Uh, Gilbert after stunning him up against the cage with like a front choke, but that stuff that stuff is all great And that's what we love in Anthony is that he's a finisher. He wants to be in there to, to entertain the crowd That's what endeared him to me when I you know, sure. became a big fan, but For long-term success, that's not no, it's it's totally unsustainable right. So you win this exactly. fight and like you're saying now He's just gonna he's just gonna use that as a as a basis for going forward in his preparation He thinks it justifies no, that, it's a terrible that his, job. his camp is right like oh, I, I didn't I don't have to train wrestling. Yeah, I, was, yeah. I was very shocked to hear that because we were both saying during the fight and even afterwards uh, and before that that's exactly what he needs to do. I mean, it's we the got, only we got, thing he really needs to do. What's you know? happening out there? Uh -huh. yeah. The one time we used the microphone, I'm going to pick up the, <laughs> yeah. the parade that's going on outside apparently. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. Anyway, so I mean, listen, he, he slaps on a nice, well, they, they did a... Uh, here doesn't even say it. Yeah, they call it the, the, uh, the, the triangle, triangle armbar. Yeah, um, which is, look, I mean, to do that to Kiesa, very, very impressive. And I think I said yes. this to Dan last night also, not a black belt, but a guy who, you know, tends to, you know, some guys perform in the gym and don't perform well under the lights. <laughs> you know, Pettis has been one of these guys who he doesn't have all the, like I say, all the accolades. He's not a, a Taekwondo ch world champion, but his Taekwondo is... is in, it, Incredibly impressive when he's within the cage uh, realm, and the same thing goes for jujitsu. 
I don't think he's a black belt. I'm not even sure if he's a purple belt, what he is, but he's got high level finishes against guys that, that probably, uh, you know, have a higher rank, if you, if you want to put it that way in a formal manner. So I don't know, I, I, I'm super happy for him, but I'm, I'm, definitely not, uh, I'm definitely not convinced that this is a new and improved Anthony Pettis. I think this is a guy who is gonna be a middling guy. He's gonna probably drop another few fights um, depending on the matchups they give him. Uh, you give him a pure stand-up guy, great. It'll be incredible to watch. But outside of that, I, I don't think his future is very bright. And for Akiasa, do you buy that uh, at the official weigh he was saying, oh, it's my last one at 55. Do you no, buy that or do you think he was just had a rough it. cut and don't buy it. couldn't make weight? I don't buy it. There's not a guy who's had uh, has a history of this happen. We've got guys who have you know missed weight three, four times and they're stubborn enough to say that they're going to they're gonna do better and that, you know they need one more chance and they have another excuse. And Mackenzie Dern and all these other fucking... People Johnny who just don't take it seriously. Yeah. Big rig. Okay, nice steakhouse, kid. Um, <laughs> but, you know, something like this, I think yes, has had way too much success. I'd hate to see him go up to 170 and just become one of the guys. At 155, he's got a great frame for it. I'm sure the cut's brutal and all, but, you know, you could always – he's he's making more money. He's he's becoming uh, – wow, yeah, as we see – the replay and Dan's uh, Dan's chub just kind of announces itself Dude, while I, Saki goes out. Wait, when Roundtree got him, when he finished him on the, I mean, he dropped him and then he went to finish him with Hammerfist. I don't think I've ever seen the whip action yeah. on Hammerfist like that before. He was just raw power. Some might say. Well, you know, some, I know one some, that some might say. Yeah, it's people that are right. Some might. <laughs> but you know, I, I, to 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 wrap up the Kiesa thing. I mean, love the kid. I think he's great. He's a, he's a fierce competitor. He's he's got a lot of notable wins in the UFC. He was working his way into the title picture already. Um, let's let's see him run it back with some of these other guys that are that are right there in the mix. I don't think that this sets him back too far. Obviously, if the cut potentially affected his performance, who's to say? He also mentioned in between rounds. I think Rogan had said something about picking up on audio in his corner uh, about claiming that Anthony was greasing. Right. Listen, that very well might have been the case. I don't think it affected the outcome of the fight ultimately. But um, Look, I, I don't think I don't think there's a huge step backwards for Kiesa. I think he stays at 155, and I think he excels there. All right, uh, leads us into the next one, which is a very uh, I don't even know how to put it. Um, yeah, I guess that right there kind of sums it up. Um, very deflated. We got Mike Perry defeating Paul Felder by um, a split decision. Actually, I was surprised by the split decision. I thought Perry won two and yeah. rounds two and three. I mean, it doesn't really. I matter. wasn't scoring it during the fight, but definitely uh, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have said it was that close. Yeah, I think, I think he's me lost. Yeah. Um, and I actually <laughs> went on social media after you uh, went to bed and saw that um, Felder had tweeted from the hospital. All the blood all over his face was dried up, but still there. Oh, baby. Like, you know, the crimson masses yeah. we were talking about. <laughs> and uh, he said something along the lines of, you know, still haven't gotten stitches or whatever. This hospital sucks, and oh, this and that. You know, just taking it from the hospital room, you know. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, he, he, he definitely got cut open and all that. I was kind of surprised that um, uh, Perry was you kind of using what you alluded to in the last podcast with uh, the, the standing elbows. Oh, my God. Um, they both were. But, yeah, a ton um, of success, Perry though. seemed to have more success with it, though. Yeah, exactly. He just has so much. I mean, speaking of power, now it's going to become like a mockery of this power thing. But, no, I mean, Perry, Perry for anything else you want to say about him, he, he's got – He's got the will to get in the pocket, like we said in the previous one, and the boy can throw. He throws bones, and then and what we both didn't you know. realize beforehand that they 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 mentioned, I, I think, it, well, obviously during the fight or whatever, but beforehand, um, where he's been training. Yeah, so apparently he's at Jackson Wink, which I I wasn't aware of. Right. I, a lot of these guys have been moving around. You know, I'm glad he's still. 
I don't know what the fuck that no, noise is. That's a new one. Um, we haven't that's, soundproofed the walls in Elton Bottom and May Studios yet, in case you guys haven't noticed. We just, you know, this is very professional. Yeah, yeah. It'll be great when they, when, when the dog and Ange come back oh, in right. with the coffee and just start slamming the door and all that. That'll be good, too. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. You, you saw it a little bit. He was, he, was pressing, he was pressing Felder up against the cage. He was playing a little bit of a more strategic game, but... At the, at the end of the day, he still goes back to his roots when he, when he gets clipped a couple times. He's ready to throw, and that's what wild, he did. Yeah. And honestly, I don't, I, don't have, I don't have much to say uh, except for the fact that I think we're both really disappointed. We yeah. both really like Felder personally. There's, there's, there's two things. One, um, I did appreciate in the loss at least one that Felder didn't get stopped. Yeah, that's um, that's true. You're right. That shows uh, that shows something because he took some and, fucking serious punishment. Yeah, Perry said I think in the Octagon interview, but also backstage with a. Uh, Wakagon. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> well, What's her name? Uh, that uh, with uh, Megan uh, Oliver, Mary, whatever. Back. Oh yeah, right. Benavidez is a girl. Friend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that uh, he was actually pretty respectful. Felt it wasn't like yeah, fucking over what, what I expected Perry to say. Even because yeah. sometimes you get your emotions so run high in the octagon. But oh, here we go. Here is the oh, grand we, entrance. Oh, we gonna get we gonna get our first. No, we got the dog. Please, okay. Listen, keep him running to wire. Oh, 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 okay. All right. There he is. That's my boy. So the point was, um, I'm just completely derailed. Sorry, I figured. Look, it happened on episode one. I think whoever is still listening, maybe they'll appreciate the fact that it happened again. He's got. He's part of it. He's part of the show. Thank you so much for Who's better than you? No, no. Oh, she's on. Officially on. Come on. Why did you should just let it go? <laughs> I, I did answer you. I said I a tea. That I'll, I'll, I'll come back in later. I'm good. Decaf tea. No, but I did tell her to get you a tea. Oh, no, don't worry. I'm good. Apparently, I was wrong with the decaf, but Danny still likes his tea. So yeah, I was going to tell her to... Um, was, it, was it that 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 the white broad that never fills up the cup? Yeah. You order a jumbo. I order a jumbo coffee down the block from this bitch, and I've got... I'm down, I'm down like, I don't know, four ounces. I mean, it, it's like a big gulp filled up halfway. Ridiculous for like a what? $8 coffee? Should have head kicked that broad. <laughs> there you go. If I had the dexterity and the flexibility, I would have head kicked that broad. All right. Oh, those are my shoes. So, broad. Go get after it, though. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, All right. Get in there. All right. The smell of the toes. Well, listen, my feet are not something to be, uh, well. Sucked on. All right. We might have to. <laughs> All right, yeah, I think, or I think we can do a split and trim and all this, so I think we'll, we'll figure it out. All right, but what I was going to say was that Perry did I like the other opening better than the one we did here, too. It's, it's a bad opening on this one. I won't listen. You have to roll with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not starting over. Um, Thanks for having me with us, guy. Yeah. guy I said guy because it's probably one of you. Um, so Perry was respectful and all that stuff. Yeah. But also what I wanted to say was that... Sorry. I mean, listen, it's like a bowl in a china shop. That's good. What are we doing? Thanks again. <laughs> what did your dad say? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, going way too inside here. Uh, let, me, let me just get it out. That um, they did confirm as well that, that Felder broke his arm, apparently. Oh, was his arm. Jesus. So, even, even, so even more so respect that he was able to, um, you know, I wouldn't say... Keep it close. I mean, it was it, it wasn't well, it wasn't an absolute. Power down. I mean, it, 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 technically, crazy, yeah, it technically was a split decision. It was. I mean, yeah. Once you make some more noise, it, like, it, can we have more things? Do you, is it really necessary to shake it up? I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. It is, but um. 
so yeah, listen, we were both very disappointed because <laughs> uh, now we're just, we're just, it's going to be a sound effect show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so uh, MMA talk. MMA talk. <laughs> there we are. What about MMA? What about the fuck we're talking about? It's not an MMA show. Um, yeah, so listen, on a personal note, it sucks. We, we both picked Felder. Um, I should say from the last one, you, to keep a running tally of the, the actual under the lights um, running tally. Yes. Uh, yes. Lombardo and Mayo here got, the, got on the board first with Pettis, so he got the plus. In a big way. I had, oh, I, I had a big nice. splash. He did, actually. Picked the round. So he got Pettis plus 145. He doubles that. Because he got the round. You know what Lombardo Romeo always says, right? Pick the round and dick him down. That's what I did to Dan. Wow. Pick the round and I dicked him down. We might have to uh, isolate that. Um, but he did, as we mentioned, he gets minus 50 because he went out on the limb and tried to get cute with the uh, with a liver kick liver or whatever. Kick, yeah. But um, you threw a couple over. Right. It. If it hits, you get the plus 200 bonus. If it doesn't, because you, you're taking a huge risk, get minus 50. So he's at... Uh, 240 going 240. So into... I come in with a big splash. Big splash. And Dan yes. never recovered. He couldn't. No. Could, how could That was the only... Well, I, it's true. 100%. 100%. 100%. I cut myself I mean, off from saying it again. But it's true because that was the only fight which ended up... I mean, we, we had the Max um, fight fall through uh, in Ortega. So the only one we disagreed on technically... Yeah, on, on even though the round three one did go to the main card, we didn't officially pick that. So, I, yeah. I mean, I'd like to just... Stab you with that a little bit, keep but that up, yeah, I'm just, I might bring it up after every fight um, <laughs> going forward. Uh, so he's at 240 going into the rest of the fights. Um, we agreed on Felder, even though again I will mention I I bet Perry. Now this is a weird thing. We we, we did mention it in the last oh one. Oh my god, this line just just we saw we looked collapsed. up on a different site because my site didn't have a line for us. We looked up another one and it opened at. Felder was plus one eighty five, and I don't know how, why, like, why, and how. I guess is that based well, on oh, that was supposed to be on this say. card, and, and Perry wasn't, so the preparation wouldn't have been there. No, Perry was, and oh, Felder wasn't. Yeah, don't start this shit again. Perry was going to fight. Sense. Perry was going to fight Yancey on this card. On this card, so that Felder makes that makes fight. even less sense. Well, that's why it was at one seventy because he didn't have enough time. That to part, cut to okay, that part makes sense, but the part that makes no sense is why in the world would Perry be at such a disadvantage on on the odds? If he was already supposed to be there, and he has the weight advantage. No, no, no. He was favored by a ton to start with. That's the point. Felder was plus 185 to open. Oh! Oh. Oh. I thought you were saying Perry was. No. If I said that, I, I misspoke. Sorry. No, but no. You might not have. I'm probably Felder lost. was plus 185 to open, and then when, when we talked about it on the last episode, it had already gone down to... He was still an underdog, Felder, yeah. but it was like plus 115. So, still an underdog. But now... We I come here fight night last night and he's now it now it's it's gone all the way the other way where Perry is I have it written down because I bet it Perry now is the underdog at plus one thirty five so everybody rushed in and that's bananas you know what I mean that's bananas so I, in two ways two reasons that I bet Perry uh, um with actual money not for our picks was one the my stupid you know um, convoluted. Uh, you know, method yeah, where like love, I, love Felders, right? I didn't want to lose, so I was like, all right, and now I'm getting, I'm getting odds, a pretty good value on Perry, so I'm gonna do that, so in case I, in case Felder loses, I'll win some money. But also, just the, the value of it again, because we did set, you know, we felt, listen, you know, Perry could very easily, you know, put him out with his, with his power. So <laughs> we got Tip Tellman over here now. Look, look at your face. <laughs> it doesn't matter. 
Um, so I won on that one as well. So that would be, I'm trying to keep track. Uh, overall, I went four and two with my actual bets. Yeah. I didn't want to mention that. Because, no, you, you just, just because, uh, you know, the real money talks more. I mean, listen, we want to keep a running tally here. I do want to beat you, obviously, with our picks. But um, as far as actual money, actual bets, four and two mm-hmm. with, um, let's see, one underdog, two underdogs, three underdogs. Three underdogs I hit with. The only favorite that I bet was the Sun Sal on the undercard was minus 170. So I, I hit with a Sun Style DC, which obviously we'll get to, Perry, and Roundtree. Okay. Uh, lost that's, with, that's, that's, a, that's a And lost nice with, outcome. Yeah, lost with Kiesa, who was a favorite, and Hall. Did you have, what, who beat Kiesa? I don't remember. I mean, oh, we should probably move on. Guess. What round did he win? Oh, my God. Was it a liver kick? Why is this? <laughs> so, so, listen, do we want to – is there anything else? I, I, think, I think the only thing, you know, I would, I would add to – just the approach and the overall thing with the with the betting is like, um, sometimes these lines are going to speak to you. It's red, so you're good. What are you trying to do? Well, let's see how much time we have. All right, fair, fair enough. All right. This isn't the this isn't going to be the cleanest not, episode, but it's it's fine. It, yeah, um, I wonder. I actually wonder if we should just. No. Uh, <laughs> so, you don't have time. You got to go. We're not recapping this at, on Tuesday. No, that's fair. Um, um, what what I was going to say is this. There's there's fights like this where we both picked Stipe, like Dan even said it on the last one. Oh, you know I got money on uh, on DC, but for the, for the purposes of this, I'm going to go Stipe. Right. I went Stipe too, but right before the fight started, I wanted to put money on DC. I elected not to. Just would have been a bit of a rush. The odds were were nice, but whatever. I was just like, you know what? I got enough money coming in uh, on the. I had enough action already on the Lewis fight that I didn't want to lose a hundred. And then potentially lose on another dog. So I didn't touch it. I didn't want to have any more. And out again, there. this is my but, fault because if we were live mm-hmm. um, watching the fights, we could have once we hit on Lewis, we would have had money in the bank. We both. Oh, we would have felt great about that. Yeah. yeah. So then we, then we could have. We house, Actually, that is your fault. House, house money. We could have yeah. put more on. I, mean, I, I had money been, on DC, but you I would have been get plus four sixty right. instead. By the time we know. got to the main event, it had already had already played out. So we yeah, so he cost it. me another one. Yeah, that's so. Yeah, I'll Venmo it to you. That's nice. Um, um, we no, said, we've said um at the same time at least four times already. It's gonna, Just, this, is is not, not, this is not the best no, one. Not the clean, it's, not, it's not the best one. Like we said, it's going to get better from here on out. Maybe not. We're going <laughs> <laughs> to... Listen, it, it's like last night's no, card. There's, so there's ups so and there's downs. Okay? That's true. That's true. Um, on paper, this one was looking like a juicy one, and here we are. You know? Yeah, I guess. Listen... If we can just open and shut that, that balcony door four or five times, <laughs> that'd be just perfect. I play, yeah, I play, um, I'm hundred percent play managed. It's gonna yeah, that's that. it. it. Has nothing to do with uh, us brain farting. And I, I guess the last thing I'll say with the, the Perry Felder fight is that um, what I was talking about last podcast with with his rankings as far as fifty five go. Now, not so much the rankings, but yeah. as far as him getting. You know, now that he's technically coming off a loss, mm-hmm. it was at welterweight. Do people go, hey, he went three rounds with Perry. He mm-hmm. broke his arm in mm-hmm. the fight. You know, showed some, if you will, metal. Uh, and I love it. I don't know why. It is. <laughs> yeah, that's spot on. It, and listen, there's nothing it's wrong with it. It just you don't really hear people say metal all that often. Yeah, the kid, the kid will pull. Him I'm out. not mad at it, the but kid, I just, the kid will pull him out. <laughs> so, um, I just hope for Felder's sake. Um, that he's like, you know, they give him a decent ranked fighter next fight, he wins and, and continues his climb at 55. Because that's yeah, where... I don't, I don't think that it's going to... I don't think it's going to be... Um... But it's hard, But what I'm saying is it's hard for, for them to book and sell of... Obviously, he's not going to be a top five guy. No. But no. even a top... Like, he should be a top... It should be a top ten guy that he fights, but like... Yeah. 
I'm, I'm sure this guy's more. looking there, but it's always hard when you're on the outside. I'm pretty sure he's what, 13 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he's, he's just, when, he just cracked the 15. Yeah, when you're so. outside the top 10, top 10 guys aren't chomping at the bit to fight a guy who's ranked no. behind them. They're not, like, not like, a guy that dangerous either. Well, you know? that too. It's like one-dimensional. It's like, oh, yeah, I'll go after this guy just to pet him. Right? He's, he's not a stepping stone. Right, exactly. So if you're the 7 or 8 ranked guy, you're not trying to, you know, because what is a beating a 13 ranked guy, excuse me, do? Yeah. You're not, you're not going to leapfrog that many people. Maybe some, someone is inactive or somebody loses, I guess. But, you know, if you, you're going to take a risk every time you go in that walkathon, yeah. that um, you want to, you know, the, the reward be that you're clearly going to jump up in the rankings and, and, you know, keep moving up. So, yeah, I mean, look, the, hopefully they pit him against the guy, you know, right around him if we, if we pull the rankings up. And, and I might even just do that while we're chatting away. Yeah, because, or, or otherwise we could just say, hey, I don't have it in front of me every time. We'll just keep doing that and not providing yeah. any, any, any genuine rankings. feedback in any which way. Um, Lightweight, boom. As you're doing that. Um, I guess we'll just move on to... We love Paul Fowler. Yeah, that. The co-main event, and I'm putting that in air quotes, um, because, it, first of all, it wasn't to begin with, obviously, but the... I mean, what were, what adjective do you put on this fight between Ganu and Lewis? I mean, what do you what do you say here? You know what? <laughs> again, I guess we're just gonna add sound this, effects. This this one this one. Which one? Was and I'll, I'll, I'll so take a, I'll take a dump on my own chest here mm. to begin with because in the beginning of the fight, I was actually getting on the peripheral slash casuals, whatever you want a stupid word you want to use on on it uh, in the crowd because you know I was getting on the the woos and this yeah. and that, so I was already just pissed off and pissed off about the the, the Felder result. That in the beginning, the, the first even just minute of the Lewis and Gano fight, they're feeling I I thought feeling each other out, and they they're very impatient. The the crowd they start booing, they're saying you know chant fight this that and the other thing. And I right at in the beginning I was right you know totally against them and being like yeah, guys so can you relax like it's the beginning of the fight one, but also it's. It's two absolute monsters yeah. who know both are aware that one punch, again, always can be one punch, but especially with guys like this, one punch can be all that it is. So it, it was it turned to a little bit of chess match. You but, don't mind the quiet first round right. when, you, when you're expecting another ten minutes of just, bailing just each other out, but you know? it got absolutely ridiculous, and it was it was so weird because when you have. Lewis, who clearly was not 100% with his back, and it, he, he, was he not, did not need to have his 100%. corner, you know, Spygate, you know, mic'd up to figure it out. That his corner, uh, and, and by his, I mean, and got in his corner, had to have seen that he was compromised, and they, he, just ne- he just never went for the kill, never even really attempted to do anything at all. No, this, this one was... Them, this but at one least was Lewis like, had an excuse. So disappointing that I think we were both just dumbfounded, you know? I was just... Uh, they weren't shy about it on the broadcast. You know, Rogan always is, is about as transparent as anybody's going to be in professional sports. And he's just on it, just going, I, I don't know, I don't know what this is, but you know, and Gano looks like a complete shell of himself. If, and like I said to Dan last night, like, okay, if Lewis is, is having these back issues again and it's a reoccurring problem and obviously it's sidelined him in the past and stuff, that's fine. And I get it. And I don't want to take anything away from that. He's carrying around a ton of weight. If he has a legitimate issue, who am I to say, oh, come on, get in there and step into the pocket? But then don't throw flying switch kicks at right. 300 pounds yep. with a back issue. How about you just go in there and have a willingness to throw a little bit? Even if it's just, you know, at the very least, and this would have been the very least they could have done, and they didn't even do this. 
every time the sticks clapped in all three rounds, could you jump in there and just throw a few punches? I mean, I mean, could you give us the, the potential, three separate occasions, give us the potential for someone to go out? No, couldn't do it. We're, we're not willing to do it. I think they showed a graphic somewhere early in the third round and there was like 15 total strikes landed. I think it was like oh. nine, nine, six or something. It pathetic was so like wild. That. And some of which were like leg kicks that would, would not affect me the next morning. And you're talking about guys that are, you know, they're getting in there. Like Derek Lewis is every bit of 265, but he's probably, I don't know. Does he actually cut, you think, Lewis? He might be 280 or something. I don't know. He said in the movie, he said something. He's like, oh, yeah, I, I went to sleep. I woke up. I, I lost three pounds. So, I mean, you can't take anything he says seriously. He's no, you can't. He's actually, but... yeah, for, for, a, for a guy that looks like, uh, you know, he'd murder your family and not even care about it. <laughs> he actually is a pretty funny guy and a pretty, light, you know, uh, well-humored guy on Twitter and stuff like that. Were you but, about to say lighthearted and then knew that I was going to say no because he has a gigantic oversized heart or something? <laughs> I, I panicked. <laughs> I, I backed that. I was you like, no, he set me up for a really good joke here and then he's like, no, I don't want Dan to be the funny one. Great, that's awesome. Always got to be cautious with you. Um, I don't want you to steal my shot, <laughs> There was another point. Of, oh, so... This, fucking, this the, fight fucking sucked. Right. That's the, the point. This fight fucking last, sucked. Right, the last thing because we shouldn't spend that much time on it. It doesn't deserve the time of uh, Under the Lights. It Take doesn't deserve to be Under the Lights. No, it didn't um, but I will say they made a good point during the broadcast of speaking to Ngannou's mental state, um, which yeah, is, no which, listen, uh, in every sport and well, everything you do, but especially in, in sports and, and especially in a one-on-one fist fight, the mental aspect it gets really underrated sometimes. I mean, I know the, a lot of other sports start in, employing... Um, uh, you know, like sports psychologists and stuff, and people are like, "What is this? You know, wacky nonsense and blah blah." But yeah, they used to think of it as, as like uh, you know, like voodoo, and now they right. realize that it's actually something that, and that's like, probably I, as important as the physical, if not more. Right. And I have, I have, you know, some of a background in it. I took a lot of classes in sports. Uh, here we go. Here we stuff. go. Here we go. All Dan had to do was just as clean up his resume, and he would have been, you know, he would, <laughs> he would have been, Eng- yeah. he would have been Engano's sports psychologist <laughs> yeah. before this fight, <laughs> and he would have affected, yeah, he would have yeah. affected the outcome of two twenty six. One hundred percent. But no. That's all I have to do. Right. You know do. what? I'll just ditch that then. But the point is, it's, 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 Adam Bartomeu is on the floor right now. Um, no, he looks like me when I was getting. I was at the doctor. Um, oh my god. So, but the, but the point is that that's something to keep an eye on going forward. Is what I want to say is, hey, it was this the, his first fight back, and he was a little whatever. And I actually said it to you last night after the fight. I wonder if he gets so much shit and gets so much in his head now yeah. with this terrible performance where he comes out next fight and just throws caution in the wind. Maybe he connects and floors somebody great and gets the confidence back, or he leaves himself open because he's like, you know what, I have to go, I have to, you know, I have to make up for that terrible performance, leaves himself open, he gets caught and just falls off the map where two fights ago we thought this guy was, you know, the next coming of Mike Tyson where he was just, you know, starching everybody in the first round and, yeah. and putting people to sleep, knocking people literally off their feet. Literally, yeah, just, just um, where to the point where it was like this guy, you know, might be the. I mean, Joe Joe Hogan uh, <laughs> said like he is the scariest guy that's ever been at the heavyweight, and they, they gave him that UFC push very early, and oh, yeah. you know, and you know, Steve Bay exposed him, but um, just something to keep an eye on going forward is 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 he mentally broken now? Which I thought was overstated, but it's it was it was stark how much he just. Do anything, especially against, and I can understand against a guy like I don't know, some somebody else that wasn't so compromised and clearly, like you said, there was one. We actually stopped the fight and we rewound it to this 
again, air quotes, kick that Lewis threw, oh, a leg God. kick. It was, I wouldn't even call it a check leg there was, kick. There was it no was, impact. There was he, zero he, like, basically impact. lifted his leg up and, like, was like, hey, I'm going to put my toenail on your thigh and yeah. just rest it there for a second. So yep. yeah, it was really weird. It yep. was, I, I, Like, that's not, it wasn't even like a range finder where you're like, oh, okay, no. here we go. You're right. setting up, like, you're setting up a... Good point. It no. wasn't, yes. It wasn't yeah. a range finder. It was, it was just, just I'm doing this now, I guess. It was so weird. It was a very, very weird fight. And I, the last thing I think we'll say about this, which speaks volumes and I think uh, summarizes it perfectly, who did Joe Rogan interview after the fight? Neither. Nobody. Has that has that ever happened? I don't. I can't remember that ever happening. At least because listen, so you know, that, so they don't do it for the undercard. This right? got propelled into the co-main event of a massive pay per view, right? Yeah. Right below the the biggest super fight, you know, not, not to of, of our generation, but it actually is the biggest super fight of our generation, right? Yeah. And you've got these monsters getting ready to throw down. You couldn't get more excited for a fight like this. I mean, this this fight sells itself. All you have to do is put these two guys on a poster or just show a quick clip. And no pushing necessary, no nothing, whatever. Say what you will about it. Just, just have these guys look at each other in the eye before, uh, before an oppressor or anything. And people are going to be flocking to this, you know, if it was on Fox It's funny because right before, as we were talking just now, uh, at Lombardo MMA actually put the fight on in the background. Mm -hmm. And it, it, he changed it from the screen was black and there was nothing going on. It turns out this is the exact same thing. I'm it's not, black just, and just, nothing's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. Look at oh it. Nothing happening. I just nodded off too. This is crazy. I, and listen, I wasn't uh, I wasn't entertaining that that talk too much last night. Um, half, uh, par partially because I was ready to fall asleep watching this fucking fight. Literally. But uh, yeah, I, I actually was. But. That was a nice kick from Lewis. I think he threw two of those or something. But um, what my takeaway from this after after sleeping on it and you saying it and you know Rogan mentioning it is I have seen guys' careers completely crumble and mm -hmm. and guys uh, their 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 approach not matching up and aligning with their ability and and you watching that confidence completely get shattered and never quite get duct taped back together the right way. It's like it gets rearranged in a well, way. Well, if you that duct tape it, the guys the right way to do it. <laughs> it's unknown. I mean, you're the, you're the sports psychologist. You tell us. <laughs> um, no, but what I was going to say is, you know, I'll give you a couple of quick examples. Um, it's funny that we're not going to give this as much talk as it should and probably talk about this more than anything. Yeah, I mean, the, the next that's one, that's the next one I've got things that I can't um, even uh, describe. We might have to clip it because yeah. it's, it's, this is... Well, listen, of, this is what I'm going to say. There's two guys that come to mind that became the most difficult fighters to watch, in my opinion, over the last couple of years after taking some damage. One, Rashad Evans. Oh. My man, thank you so much for what you did and, and, and all the rest, but like, you came out swinging, and JG, that was, that was your boy for a while there. You know, you that took, was another reason you why I took, like him. <laughs> that, that's I like that's one of one equals two right there. But so you he takes he takes Salmon's head almost off. He almost decapitates him, oh, and then you just uh, insane. And then it's a head kick, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then the you know mix, mix it up. I mean, he knocked out Liddell. He he threw down with Rampage. He had some some really incredible performances, and then you know gets knocked out one too many times. I mean, Machida comes to mind. That, you know that became a meme that that'll never go away. His face looked like an alien or whatever. <laughs> and and now you just watched another twelve fights after that or something without looking at his record because we don't pull up anything and we don't look at any actual. Maybe we should. Actually, yeah, we, we don't <laughs> we don't look at anything and have any basis for anything we say. 
Um, no, but his career was it didn't even plateau. It just devolved to the point where he was unwatchable, in my opinion. I mean, I would I'd be like, oh, God, he's on this card. And that's a great time to go take a piss. Like, I'm not trying to watch that fight. And the same exact thing happened with uh, – oh, here we go again. Wow, you're trying to make Here we go again. This is crazy. This is crazy. Another fighter. Giant, giant, uh, Czech Congo. Oh, Jesus, wow. another one. And I think uh, he had that war with Pat Barry. I don't know when the switch flipped, but the guy became a, he became a grappler and a wrestler. No, you, he was, he was this incredibly talented kickboxer with right, vicious yeah. knockout power. And then just, you know, there you go. That one, that one opportunity to, to kind of elevate yourself and become like an elite fighter. It goes haywire. You get knocked out. Maybe you get embarrassed. Maybe friends and family are in your ear about how this ain't good for you in your future. Whatever it is, I don't know. It's different for everybody, but you are right. This is scary. I don't think this is going to happen to Ngannou. At least the, the selfishly, the part of me says, please don't let this happen. This guy was just a budding star and such an exciting piece to, to the UFC roster. But God, if he goes in that direction, this would be a travesty. Yeah, I hope not for his sake. But one I again, for RC, I, yeah. I just want to see the guy get in there and just just slank you. I, I, I want to again move on, but I, I keep thinking. Uh, listen, there's one more thing I want to mention about this fight, and because I, I, it's one of those things where I feel like you have to mention it because I don't think I've ever seen it, or at least to this degree. Herb Dean st st stopped the fight. Oh yeah, that was that was crazy. Stops the fight. Another flying switch from from the first round or the second round? I forget what it was, but he he steps in between them. And goes, guys, you have to engage each other. Like basically, being he didn't like, even know who to penalize because they're both well, doing dogs. That was what. That's what was weird about it is that you couldn't take if you wanted to take a point or like they were talking about the old pride card rules. The, yeah, you know, for throw, throw a yellow card and they take thirty percent of purse. I think right. It was. So, but they were both not doing anything. So, who would you do it to? But he he was like, listen, don't make, don't get me involved and have to like take points. Who would take points from? But. It, it was it was it was it was almost embarrassing. This almost, is infuriating. It was, it was, it was, it was embarrassing. Watching this back and listening to you say these right. things, it's actually infuriating. So, but I just want to mention that because I don't think I've ever seen. I mean, you know, you hear the refs going, "Hey, work, come on," you know, uh, you know, you got to improve position and stuff like that. But the way he he just stood in between them and they just you know, not doing a thing. So whatever, let's let's move on from that debacle. So we we both did pick Lewis, so we we. One on that. Yeah, we were thrilled with that. And honestly, the only thing that, that, that did it, I think he had a, a shave more output, which was not saying much. I think we had as yeah. much output shadow boxing here. <laughs> and then, uh, and, and you know, he was kind of, you know, taking the center of the octagon. Well, so that, I mean, that was a silver lining really because was. he was plus 330. We did it for the value. Um, there was such mostly. obvious value. We had no yeah. idea. We expected so, fireworks. It wasn't that way. I would have taken a loss there for 100 and gotten a great fight. And, and instead, you take 300 and you say, all right, fuck it, let's watch, so let's we, watch history. And we both we actually put uh, 100 on it. We got it at, uh, on, the, on the site at 300, plus 300. So we both got 300 for our $100. But as far as, as you know, our picks for the podcast go, we got it at plus 330. Right. Um, I did want to mention that you screwed me out of my bonus. Because sure. I was going to pick by yeah. decision. Just intimidated. Yeah. Um, he did because if you guys remember, I was picking, I think my first two picks, Felder and whatever the other one was, I picked um, decisions in those ones. And he goes, hey, the, you know, you're really taking the, the easy way out or it's really, you know, it's a really bland picks. Yeah, here, bland, bland. Well, you know, I guess, and I really, but this one I saw. Kids like white rice. I was like, this one I could see. You know, Magano has zero ground game. Lewis, not that it, he, he's this high-level wrestler or, or jiu-jitsu artist, but, like, is way more competent on the ground than Magano, and you agreed. So I saw this becoming, a you know, kind of a sloppy 
um, fight towards the end, and then he would win on the decision because of that. Um, he won the decision just because he hit him with what one or two more, you know, total like ten to eight strikes. Know, it was ridiculous. This is one of these, but, these fights where they could have had Fitbits on and they could have just. Said, <laughs> Derek, Derek Lewis took four more steps than Ngannou, so he gets the nine. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck this was. So I mean, this is this is crazy. I can't watch this anymore. I'm actually getting yeah. really agitated. So that that put up for our picks. That put Atlanta MMA up to five seventy three. Say that one more time. I put you up to five seventy three. Mm. Um, Where'd the three come from? That's a good. That's a terrible math. Hold, hold on a second. Because like that hold looks on like a second. Th- I, well, you got me. Hold up. up. Go ahead, you go. You go. You go. Time out. Okay, Danny, arithmetic. Go ahead. Danny wishes we had an algorithm to figure this out. Okay. All right. So, all round numbers in this this thing we call MMA. Somehow, Danny had a point one five in there. One point five. I don't. I don't know what went on there. Where? How would you have gotten a three? The only way you would have gotten it is if somebody had like a. I thought that was a three. It was plus three thirty three. It was plus oh, yeah, three thirty. What was the what was the last line you said? It was plus three thirty three. Mr. Gamble, Mr. DJ. I think you want me to repeat because you were up. Because you were up by so Yeah, much. just the number was you just, just a fucking wise ass. It turns out. Oh, that's so beautiful. that's uh, zero. So five seventy. So good. You took your three points away that's from very you, asshole. Very Watch when it comes down to it at the end. That's gonna cost oh, you. Yeah, I don't that's... know how it would, but <laughs> so you're at five seventy, wise ass, and I'm at three thirty. See what? See, look, that's why. I will three thirty three over to me. Well, okay, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah. Thank you for that because well, it's premium. Um, You're writing on premium. I am writing on, but that's the point. I'm writing on paper towels. This right. guy used to have a little office over here. Now it's just the dog's piss area. Yep, yep. Well, which is the entire apartment. Um, I was he throw he gives me the Ziploc bag of I can choose from any writing utensil in the world. You want to highlight it? Does he have paper? No. no. He has paper towels. Premium, yes, I'll give you that. Yeah, Premium paper towels from the first episode. You guys should go back and listen. But I, I, I couldn't read what I wrote on this stupid paper towel. I don't towel. blame it. But, yeah, but you got you to gotta admit, that, that's, that's gold because there's no way that a three would end up in there. So I, I, I enjoy that thoroughly. And we're going to go beyond this. We'll find a way to fuse. Should we? You want to clip it yeah, here we'll and then get into the DC? Yes, because that's a whole okay, thing. That's, that that's, I don't want to stop in the middle yeah, of that. Yeah, we're going to bang that out. Yep. Okay, kids. So, main event time. Yeah, we're working our way into the main event. And just to do a quick recap, um, we'll just let you let you guys know at home because this is really important. This is something that's going to be a reoccurring theme going forward. We're going to make our picks and everything. We need you guys to pull up on YouTube the video for the Jewelry Gallery of Oyster Bay where Chris Weidman is doing his thing. Uh, making a couple bucks on the side, can't hate the kid. You know, we love, we love everything yeah, that is Chris Weidman. Yeah, so go, go and get your bucks, kid. You know, he's a multi-dimensional talent. And then you've got a cameo from <laughs> Region L, none other than a don't tap out a y'all bank account. <laughs> and so that's a little soundbite from Raging L. Just so you guys know where that came from, you're going to get a lot of that when we're doing our fight picks. We're breaking down the the the, uh, the odds and the betting lines for uh, for ourselves, and then when we recap them as well. Don't tap out your bank account. What, boom, right here, perfect timing. What um, we one of the biggest fights we've ever witnessed, and I'm glad we were together. Just... Right, uh, like I said before, in the last bucket, I bet DC at uh, plus one sixty five months ago when it came out. Uh, I considered one sixty just to recap. I should have gotten it at one sixty, and it's all dance fault. Well, I didn't. hold on. We'll just get so, there one more time. Yes. 
Uh, it, we, we talked about how much that movie was crazy. It was plus, you know, he went up as much as two, plus 255 DC. That, that's then it was that's at two, mind Yeah, then it was plus 210 when we made our picks, but we still went with Stipe. Plus um, you had Lewis at 330 and then DC at, at, at over two. Yeah. Unbelievable value on this um, card. Wow. And, we, and, and I'm glad I put my money where my mouth is as far as that uh, with DC, but for the picks, for our purposes of this, for the podcast, we did pick Stipe. And um, I mean, what do you... What do you want to say here? I mean, I'm unbelievable. Honestly, like, again, you can't say enough about this. We, we, we alluded to it on the last one that TC would be, at the very least, you know, one, two, three, right in that range. Like, how do you go any other direction at this point? He's, he's firmly in the mix between, like, one or two of all time. There's no other yeah. way to say it. There's nothing else anybody can do to take it away from him. If he had retired last night... Uh, I don't think anybody could have questioned that decision either. The guy's 39 years old. He's done everything there is to do. He's stepped up. He's he's fought it at heavyweight. What's his record at heavyweight? Is he undefeated at heavyweight? He is. Oh, yeah, well, he's undefeated, undefeated at heavyweight. Well, he's essentially like you said, he's undefeated one, he's anyway. One loss to John Jones. The other one's in no contest. In no contest because of the pop. Undefeated at heavyweight, officially, mm-hmm. unofficially undefeated in my mind overall. Anyway, but that's not the point. The point so, is that it's just. <sighs> so you're a straight force Grand Prix. World champion against a bunch of murderers who were all probably juicing. Also, again, right. giving it to you straight. Strike Force was not, uh, they, they were looking the other way, let's be honest. So, you got guys like Bigfoot Silva, you got Fedor, well, pff, whatever his background is. We know that there was, uh, there's other reasons Uberim. besides, yeah, Overeem, who was Uberim back then for sure. So, you know, you've got, you've got all these murders of Barnett. Just, just keep going. Anybody in that Grand Prix was, ju- they, they were sweating steroids. And you got TC going in there, you know. Again, almost like flying on the radar. Almost even back then was not appreciated to, to the high level that he was. I mean, that kind of no, he was just the guy who was he training with in, Kane, yeah. who no one knew much about. Came in as man. an alternate in that Grand Prix and you know won it. So I was Ama- sure. amazing, amazing run, incredible performance. And then you go and do what you did in the light heavyweight division. You beat guys like Gus. You go to war with Jones, who obviously, like we've said before. Is tainted. Uh, that um, Russian guy, Rumble. Yeah, that, yes. yeah that, that Russian hammer, uh, Rumble Johnson. Twice, but right? no, yeah, I mean, to beat him twice and finish him emphatically, the guy, the guy's incredible. I mean, he, he made Volk, Volk, Vulcan, Vulcan, <laughs> he made him Jeez. look like, you know, he made him look like a baby girl too. Yeah. The Ozdemir win was impressive, although maybe he wasn't fully ready for that stage. And, you know, now you step up and you fight arguably the best heavyweight of all time. Uh, at least the most uh, well-defended heavyweight for UFC history, right. and makes, frankly, quick work of him, and, and incredible that he beats him with dirty boxing on the feet, knocks him out cold. I mean, Stipe, you know, reacted. You can't blame the guy. It was just a natural thing. He didn't know he was out, and this is how these competitors react. He was pushing people around a little bit and stuff. He settles himself and, and kind of gets his wits about him, and, you know, he, he's a gentleman like you always expect him to be. Um, which is something we will never be able to say about one Brock Lesnar, which we'll get oh, into. Oh, God. But, God damn, Daniel motherfucking Cormier, way to go, brother. Yeah, incredible, like incredible I, Like stuff. I said to you last night, I've been on this tip for a while now with DC, especially with, with his rivalry with Jones, where, listen, I loved Jones back in the day, and, and I, I still did when he was fighting DC, but it, it got so ridiculous in how many times he's, you know, Ruined cards for us and pop and this and that. It's like it's like a Bronx tale. I was watching last night. Nothing worse in the world than wasted talent. And he's a perfect example of oh, that. Man, that's so like, sad. What, what could have been, you know? 
So, but I hate this when they you know, the press conference, and I get it, like, you want to embrace the heel sometimes or whatever, but they're just booing the shit out of DC. Oh, and yeah. and I feel like that's Terrible. a huge, and here we go again, this isn't a shot at, at, at my at my beloved Conor McGregor, but it's, it's, it's at the people who came in with Conor, and we'll get to the whole WWE angle, oh, um, who just want, just want to hear people talk shit and... You know, be assholes and this and that, but also show it in the ring. And what, what pe- like I said it in, in the first episode, actually, yeah. about how people can't appreciate a guy like DC who is incredible, but to some people it isn't exciting how he can just dominate someone, yep. throw him around. They don't appreciate control. how difficult right. that is to do it's to these guys. 100%. You know? it's, it's insane. But what's, what's, what flies in the face of that, and I hope it, hopefully it turns now where people start appreciating him finally now when, you know, it's, it's at the end of his, you know, end of his career, unfortunately, where he didn't get the love he probably deserved all the way through. Yeah. But, you know, people booing this act. He's not knocking people out in the first round and this and that. Well, what happened here? What happened here? Unbelievable. But, Absolutely unbelievable. Puts, again, arguably, the, you know, the, the, it is not arguably the best defending heavyweight which is, you know, it's t- like we said, it's so volatile, yeah, it's especially three, heavyweight. Yeah, fights, but I mean, he, he's, fights. that's a murderer's row that he went through. Yeah, absolutely. And he goes in there and just floors him and finishes him. Steepy doesn't know where he is. Absolutely floors pushing him. Pushing the ref off him. I mean, it was amazing. And again, it's one of these things where as, as much as we have our finger on the pulse and I feel like I, I you know, not to pat myself on the back, but I feel pat like I have a back. really good feel for... You know the ins and outs, and and where people have their advantages and, and maybe disadvantages or weaknesses in these matchups. You you lose sight of things like this, like a DC coming in heavier, and people. You know, you, your your intuition tells you, God, the guy's in even worse shape. Could you pull your shorts up any higher, Daniel Cormier? <laughs> no, hold on. Can oh we, my can God! I, can I just jump in real quick? Things that, touching your nips. I, I said to Alabama May here, uh, bef- uh, bef- one of the first things I walked in the door and said was. Did you see the official weigh-ins and even the ceremonial weigh-ins? DC keeps pulling his sweatpants up over his belly button. I'm like, he must yeah, be self-conscious about his big belly, especially at heavyweight. And his I'm nips like, are resting on the band, the elastic band of his. And I'm thinking, it's, you know what? I know he wears the, like the spandex tight shorts in his fight, so I'm like, what's gonna happen? You know, when he, and the first first round, right right away, yep. he, and then right on like a. Uh, um, Anytime there was like a break in the in the uh, kind in the of, but like, like there was still kind of within distance. He he'd go down and pull up, and I go yep. knock stop it. He's dropping drop his hands to hide his belly stop, instead yeah, of throwing down with, with the belly. best heavyweight no of all time. No matter what you do, people are gonna be like, "Yo, you got a belly, dude!" Yeah. Like it's fine. It's not a big deal. You are undefeated heavyweight. It's <laughs> yeah. like the fight of your we're do, life we're right done worrying about. We're not expecting you to come oh in like an Adonis. It was driving me nuts. It was driving me nuts. I was like, "Come on, dude." And, yeah, it's um, crazy. You can't I mean, let your guard down at any time, especially uh, with these monsters. But well, I don't want to. I don't want to lose uh, lose track of what I was going to say, sorry. which is no, no, it's, it's okay. Sorry. There's a beautiful thing with the the, the pants because people are going to love that. It's it's so absurd when he does with those shorts. <laughs> but um, what I was going to say is, you know, you you forget how much that weight does benefit you, and they even say too that you can take a better shot with some of that. You know, that you say that. I don't, I don't really understand I, that. You know, I, I don't want to. I don't want to start to claim that I, I'm a freaking brain surgeon here, although I just I just patted myself on the back left and right. But I think it has something to do with having that extra fat and everything in your body. It does insulate your brain a little bit better. You know, there's, there's something to the hydration content. These guys sucking down, not having enough time to rehydrate. And they say that the brain rattles and, and you know, yeah. it's not ready for more punishment. I think, you know, there's just more insulation in general, you know, whatever, obviously to, to the eye, what, 
what you see with DC, but it translates to power and it translates to his ability to, to absorb shots. And it's something that, again, like I'm not, I'm not thinking that going into this fight. I'm thinking, oh God, DC, why are you, you know, don't take advantage of the fact that you don't have to cut and just go off the rails during your right. camp. And then we come to, you know, we learn, we come to find out during the fight that all the talk is that DC is just flatlining and K, you know, KOing people in, in, the, in the training room. And that's something that he's not necessarily known for. So it, it just, I don't know, it's, this game never ceases to amaze me in the sense that there's always something else there. And it's, it's you know, it, it's something that I guess uh, speaks to the evolution of the sport and how Dan even mentioned in the previous podcast that um, we're still learning so much about this game. We're still learning so much about, you know, the ins and outs of what gives people advantages in different yeah. ways and all this kind of stuff. Are you overtraining? Are you undertraining? You know, the multiple disciplines, being a master of, of one and or, or not a master of any, but, you know, very competent in, in all of them. There's a lot of different approaches to this thing, but to see a guy like this who's undersized and shorter and stout and doesn't have the reach, but comes in with more weight and it actually benefits him and he just he just hammers a right hook to, to flatline a guy like Stipe, I, I will never second guess anything that Daniel Cormier decides to do again. If he wants to go to the China Buffet on the way to the fight, do it, bro. Do it. I trust you. I believe in you, you know? <laughs> Just, just stop with the shorts. That's all we ask. Wow. Stop with the shorts, just please. Absolutely brutal. Um, it was interesting because last podcast, you, you know, I alluded to. Well, there's only one person in here that has stand-up experience, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you just mentioned. Listen, you don't want to claim to be some brain surgeon, right? Well, there's only one person in in, in this room that has has been in brain surgeries. As well. Excuse me? Yeah, you know, I'm just saying, I'm, you know, jack of all trade, master of none, if you will. Oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> all right, just, I mean, listen, like, w- like we've talked about, this is supposed to be uh, an MMA podcast, uh, as much as we tried to disprove that last time with, um, I'm not even going to attempt it, the Russian guys. <laughs> Russian Vol- guys. Volcano is the mirror. Yes, uh, as much as it is, uh, there, there's the full, first pull up. He's, we should just call him. We should get a unbelievable. We should have done a count. sponsor from Pull Ups Diapers. Um, <laughs> He's a big what, man now. What I was gonna say was that yes, this is an MMA podcast, but there are countless ones out there. We want, um, you know, we we want to bring people in and and you know share parts of our lives. I think I did that in droves, as you like to say. I mean, last. that's what this is about. People are dying to know more about your life. Now. Right. I mean, I'm not gonna talk about my ass again. Oh, but sure, that was a perfect sure. example. Um, last time about you know just you're not going to get that anywhere else what you're not going to get anywhere else either is that as we're trying to do this Adlibar MMA is trying to get the hell out of here he's got somewhere to be <laughs> he's hanging up his his golf outfit which is adorable for the day up on the uh, Toby steamer over here the upright steamer uh, waiting for it to get right as if like we're not trying to do a serious podcast here yeah and this is like the most important part of it for sure this is right. this is the uh, the climax if you will we're both shooting ropes yeah about the pot here DC. that under the lights that uh, so yeah so I mean we pretty much covered the fight itself I mean, oh yeah well you know that we are both chomping at the bit to get into the next part of this which is oh. the theatrics and how do here you take go. away how yeah. do you take away? Now, I feel bad for Daniel, too, because he kind of did this to himself. Well, hold I think on. he is a wrestling fan. He's hold a on. WWE guy. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Yes. I, I actually commented on a friend of mine last he night. definitely uh, was. Facebook, because he, he, he said, you know, oh, you know, the, um, the UFC has officially jumped the shark and this and that. Now, 
I, I respond and say, listen, that was really unfortunate. I hated it as, as much as anybody, and we'll get into it. How it was much terrible. It was, it was absolutely I, I can't watch horrible. That because that was a monumental all-time moment last night. And... You got this you, steroid-riddled like, moron coming right. in to make well, a Well, hold on. Before we even get that, you like you said, it's kind of... Um, it's kind of DC's fault because he, he called Brock in there. But don't tell me that they didn't tell both of them. Whoever wins, oh, they're yeah. calling Brock out in, it, so they can... Because they knew this was going to be, if not the highest, one of the highest selling pay-per-views of the year. So they knew they had the audience. Yep. They knew they had the, you know, the, the setup and, uh, for, for the, the, the last two fights now were heavyweight fights. So they, they, they teased Brock in the, in the crowd before... Um, this fight and everything. So yep. I know he's in the building, and it was clearly um, he was the next man up for the, it was, for the win. It was stage. Sure. It was staged to the point where whoever gets on the mic, hey, we want you to you know say your say your piece and whatever. If it's DC, you know, enjoy the, the whatever this and that. Steve for two, you say you know who's next, and you're gonna call Brock, or whatever. Well, call but, call him out in the crowd. Right. Get him to stand up, put the cameras on him, let people hold him back or something. Right. I, that would already kind of rub me the wrong way, but yeah. at the end of it. This, Daniel Cormier didn't even get to, we didn't get to celebrate what is absolute greatness here and get to celebrate a moment that we may never see something like this again. This was a monumental experience. We got it for about, I don't know, two minutes because he went straight into the, to the call out yeah. stuff. And I know he, I think selfishly for Daniel, not even selfishly, but for himself, you know, alone, I don't think he really cared that much. It's not all about him. He loves this, this moment because he is a wrestling guy. I think he's admitted that that's something that he follows pretty closely and stuff. So I think he almost enjoyed that, like, this was a wrinkle he could add to this. And obviously, he knows there's a lot of zeros attached to, you know, attached to that potential fight, which, you know, as long as everybody can pass uh, all the testing leading up to it, no one gets injured, that will that will be a, a tremendous draw. And, and Daniel will get, you know, a really nice payday out of it. This was a really kind of embarrassing and, and silly way to have the, this thing get wrapped up. I felt the way to go was... Like I said to you last night, get on the mic. If you want to, you know, sell the next fight or whatever it is, I, I said DC should get on the mic right now and go, hey, John Jones, Brock Lesnar, which one, whichever one of you can pass the drug test first. Yeah, which would have been a dope way to go. I yeah. think that would have been the line. That would have been a good way to, you know, because it leaves it a little open ends and keep people guessing, whatever. But obviously, Dana wanted this because it's already been, you know, said that they want DC and Lesnar at, I think it's at MSG again in November. Well, the other thing too I will say about the Jones thing is I know that I know that DC said that that's you know that's one of the two fights that he wants and, and for very very obvious reasons he wants that fight back. I saw one tweet before I went to sleep last night and and, and the reactions to the uh, to the win, and I appreciated this sentiment. Um, fuck John Jones, and I'm glad he didn't even get to take any bit of the attention off of what Daniel Cormier accomplished there. Now, he took he took away the attention in his own right by by making this. You know, a, a complete, uh, a complete show with the fake push and yeah, these, these tiny security guards getting in the way, this right. gorilla and all stuff. But I am really glad that John Jones' name did not even come out of his mouth. He did not get mentioned on on the broadcast and the recap of this thing. Um, I didn't watch the post fight in its entirety, but John Jones was not at the center of what Daniel Cormier did here, and that's beautiful because they've been tied at the hip this whole time, and and this was all about DC and DC's moment, and if he wants to end up going out like this and Jones doesn't get his shit together, which would not surprise anybody, especially not the two of us in this room, yeah. then, okay, no problem. Let your life continue to, to, to go that way. DCs can go by way of 
putting on you know maybe a record-breaking pay-per-view with Brock. I think for all intent and purpose, DC's got to go into that fight as a favorite. I think he finishes Brock. Um, you know, a lot, you want my raw take. a lot of money's been coming on Brock. I get oh it. yeah, I hope it does because I'd love to get yeah. him as a dog. So, so you get you get DC to win that, get his massive payday. By then, he's I don't know when his birthday is, but let's just say he's forty years old. He defends the heavyweight title. Maybe Kane's on his way back, like you and I kind of were, were were talking about last right. night amongst ourselves. And then let Kane come back in and do his thing, keep it within the family. DC rides off into the sunset. Jones has this tainted legacy. DC's got a sparkling resume and a beautiful legacy yep. to to. You know, and I'm sure. And no one would say that he doesn't. He doesn't have the God-given talent, if you will, or, or Who, ability. Jones? No, like DC doesn't have that. What what Jones has, as far as like natural, just you know. Uh, well, I think his frame just says, you know, does he have the the best frame to you know for for the stand-up game or some of these attributes that you'd want to get out of a guy in a particular weight class? You right. don't have the range. You don't have, you know. You, Clearly, you don't have a physique, maybe that, that meets the eye that says he's a, he's a specimen. But the the the, um, the results is all you really care about. Yeah. Daniel Daniel Cormier's resume is that of an Olympian, is that of an undefeated heavyweight at the highest level, is that of but for all intent and purpose, like we say, an undefeated light heavyweight at the highest level. And this is a guy who got into the MMA game once his athletic career was kind of on the back end. You know, yeah. he was in the twilight of his career and came in and met all these killers in the center of the cage. I, there's so much to be said for that. The guy was just a pure wrestler, and he's he's done a hell of a lot of damage. People, like you say, they say he humped and did this. He finished the guy like Rumble twice. I don't I don't want to hear that yeah. he wasn't able to to mix it up. He mixed it up with Gustafson on the feet that whole fight. Um, I forget about the Anderson fight. I know that was a throw-in fight, and that he was a huge favorite. People bitched uh, and moaned about that so too. Right. It's not his job to make that a, a kickboxing no. fight. He dominated Anderson with his eyes closed. If he wanted to finish him, no problem. Another one that I'll throw out there, which was incredibly impressive and, and just kind of highlighted how out of control his strength is and, and his core for, for wrestling. What he did to Hendo, oh, oh my God, he launched Hendo all over the cage. I mean, he dumped him on his head five times and finished him emphatically too. So there's not a guy who's gone to, to you know unanimous decisions, split decisions his whole career. He's come out there and he's put on you know a performance after performance. I think it's, so, I think it's well said. It's amazing. When you, when you, when you make the point of, that hit, uh, that DC and Jones have been tied to hip, and their like legacies were, and even even DC at one point was saying that like, listen, we're always gonna be like our, yeah. our death, whatever. Wouldn't it be poetic justice that you know I don't think he's gonna retire here, but if he were to retire here, that he cemented his legacy with having nothing to do with Jones, and like you said, had nothing to do with Jones, and it, at heavyweight. You know, a lot of people count him out, and even he was complaining about the the, the odds in the Vegas odds um, that he cemented his legacy. Uh, that not that he necessarily needed this, but this like you know this just puts the icing on the cake. Oh, it's incredible. It, it's it's and it has nothing to do with Jones. I think that's that's quite that's that's a nice like like I said poetic justice. So no, I, I agree. I totally agree. And I think at the end of the day, when you look all the way, you know when you look back and the dust settles on some of this stuff, people aren't going to be talking about. They'll be talking about what John Jones should have and could have been. They're not going to be talking about how DC could never figure out the puzzle that was John Jones. That part, you know, it's 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 current right now. Um, it's obviously something that, you know, it's a contemporary thing at a certain stage and phase of, of DC's career. But the overall body of work and the greatness, you know, that, that he's displayed throughout his entire run. I don't I don't want to see I don't want to see the, the spotlight there. I just want to see an asterisk next to that loss. And, and it, we all put the loss in question. We don't put 
the fact that he was never able, able to beat Jones in question. I think that it should go the other way at this point. I mean, John Jones just, you know, I, I don't know. There's there's no character there, you know. And I hope, I hope for his sake and for the fans' sake again, you know, not not that this is anything like the Ngannou thing, but selfishly again, as as a as an MMA purist, I want to see John Jones, who from his very first fight in in the Wakdawa, I thought he was the guy to beat Anderson. I thought he was yeah. the next best thing, and I. And I think he is, and you're talking about a generational talent with or without uh, the, the added enhancements. I think that guy has got everything at his fingertips, but probably too gifted naturally um, to, to, to work hard and to really kind of seize that. You get a guy like TC who isn't given all those, those God-given attributes, and you, and you get to see what hard work, dedication, and grit, yeah, kind of where that gets you. Yeah, and he's the quote-unquote embrace the grind guy. Well, you know what, we're, we're all getting to see as uh, there's no better example of what that means um, to, to just kind of, I don't know, put your nose to the grindstone and show up to work every day, be a blue collar guy, and look at the results. So I, I think it's just a phenomenal story. You don't get enough of this because everything is always, in this day and age, in politics, in sports, uh, the news in general, it's all about the negative. You don't get the positive. This is a story that I hope is, it, you know, it transcends. I hope it hits ESPN. I hope it's all over the place because this is, this is a guy who deserves to go on Conan again and to get out there and just, I broke the just do his thing. Yeah, yeah, that's the good point, he did. <laughs> I'd love to see him go ahead and just, just you know, not, not right off into the sunset, but take a breather, let Brock do his thing. He's got his USADA stuff to worry about and whenever they line up that fight. In the interim, go go do your entire thing and go do your parade and, and go yeah. let the people- the victory lap. Yeah, the, exactly, the victory lap. Let, let him go and get all the crazy deserves. And not to get he's too, earned every bit. Not to get too into the technicalities of the actual fight. I'm but, dropping trailer. But, here. Okay, yeah, but yeah, Dom, um, I mean, if, and now we both have. It's great. I need to see Dom, the cheeks. Not get, nearly. Oh no, not at all. You know? That's no. There you go. I'm nearly the center. And not, not, not nearly the, the reaction that you had to <laughs> no, that either. No, not so much. <laughs> um, that and Dom broke it down well. We were watching it together last night. Um, the giving. Stipe, that underhook on that side. Oh my God! Yeah, it's like now, you're I'm not thinking that as a setup until you hear that from Dom. No, right? Watching it right now, he was doing it the entire round. He was doing it every single time. If you if you watch it, he's giving Stipe that underhook just to set up on on the left side. See, that, that's that a right. very cerebral cerebral thing. And when you look at DC, you're thinking, oh, he's just going in there yeah. and trying to maul him and just like get in the pocket and throw uppercuts and, and hooks. No, I mean that's it's he's his fight IQ is so high. The preparation he knew right. how to break this down and to beat a guy like this i didn't think he was going to win the wrestling battle i thought stipe had a good enough wrestling base and, and the size advantage the strength advantage to to you know to kind of shoe those takedowns uh to the side and we'll never know because uh they probably will never fight again and it didn't really unfold but god damn you're right i mean there was a really really intelligent technical aspect to what he did this was not a lucky close your eyes and throw it, throw an overhook, you know. Yeah. An overhand also because an overhook's not. Yeah, no, overhook's not a thing. I was gonna let it go. It doesn't exist. Um. So I mean, listen. <laughs> do you want you want to bash Brock a little bit more? Because listen, I, I got, I, I, I'm, I'm. Not, that's not something I can uh, cut short if I really needed to. I, I could I could talk all day about that shit. Um, doing a solo podcast there for a little bit as uh, Alan Motorola. Yeah, I'm in and out of Dan's life, and much like everybody else that, that kind of fell off him. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so what, I, what I was saying, was there anything else that you want to say about the whole WWE? That, I mean, we talked about it in the first episode. Or, I, I, that I, I, I hate when they blur those lines, and it was, and there it is. Nice. Look, Brock doesn't. Um, Brock doesn't deserve the shot. Brock doesn't deserve to be back in the UFC. He didn't deserve to be back in the UFC last time. So he comes back in. 
after after pissing hot um, and beating the hell out of out of uh, Hunt and good for Hunt, he he said, you know, fuck this, I'll take some money on my own accord. I'm gonna actually pursue this legally because what what he did and what the UFC did to me wasn't right. And in fairness, then it's not right. And I don't know. I mean, I I'm just if if this is what DC wants, I think that's all that we care about is if this is what he wants and this is gonna get him the payday that, that he deserves and all that kind of stuff. Great, that's fine. But this fucking guy doesn't deserve a, a, a title well, fight. That, but I just don't want to long term uh, implications of the continued blurring of lines with WWE. And now, and what, what happens if Brock wins? Well, that's what, what, what happens if Brock wins? Who's going to come up? Is Brock going to? Is he going to keep fighting too? What is he? He's forty also, right? How old is Brock? I don't know. And then I guess he fight Jones. I just, I don't. I can see. I can see a possible, um, you know, timeline where it just turns into an absolute nonsense. Listen, you know, they got new ownership and they want they all they want is ratings and and big, you know, whatever. It, it could it could go a really bad way, and it's not good for the long term health of the sport, or at the very least, the long term health of the UFC. If uh, I can take one shot at DC, which is the last thing I want to do, um, morally, yeah, because he'll counter you and fucking knock you. Out. <laughs> morally, yeah, he'll throw that underhook in, and then yeah. it, morally, this is something that I think like the guys, the guys stood up for all the right things and everything else, and setting the best example, and you know, throwing in, in Jones' face all the things he's done wrong along the way. Um, and here he is now kind of promoting uh, promoting something where, you know, it should never happen. It's actually against every single thing he's said for the last couple of years. He's, he's fighting a known steroid and repeated steroid offender who doesn't deserve a title shot strictly based on the fact that it's a fun storyline for him. Selfishly, like I said, a, a WWE fan and, and everything. And then financially, this is a huge yeah, benefit there. So I don't, if I had to say anything negative about DC and 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 his uh, how he correlates to to this event, you know, this upcoming event taking place, it's the fact that his his part in this does not align with all the other things that he said about the Joneses of the world yeah. and, and the way that these guys conduct themselves. Those two things don't go hand in hand. You can't have your cake and eat it too. And we all know well, that DC that. wants to have his cake <laughs> yeah, and eat it too. But that's all right. At least, at least it's it's interesting thing. though because he said. Uh, in the, they had him on the, the, the post-fight wrap-up, and he was saying, yeah, you know what, I think uh, Brock has, uh, maybe he's not educated to what's going on, but he said Brock has to serve six months or something like that, so I'll go back down and defend 205. Oh my gosh, really? And then, but it, then they cut later to uh, Dana, and he was like, he basically said 100% the next fight is him and Brock. So that's happening. Well, you know, you know, for Dana's sake and for the promotion's sake, what are you going to do? You're going to have D uh, DC go back down, and Alex comes in and, God forbid, catches DC with a flying knee, right. knocks him out cold. Then how do you sell? And now he comes back in. Now he comes back after a vicious KO. So he's gotten K KO'd twice out of the last three fights, and he's going to go fight Brock. No, I mean you gotta, you gotta take this opportunity and don't let it slip through your fingertips. And if it takes six months to materialize. Like you said, take the victory lap. If you need to take a second one, go ahead and do it all over again. You deserve it. You've got both belts. You know, just just enjoy that glory for a bit while this thing comes to fruition because you're not going to get an opportunity like this where, where these two massive names and, and the storyline is going to collide the way that it's going to. So I don't blame David, Dana there. That's the promoter. Uh, in, in one respect, he loses another division and it's on hold. But, you know, there's not a lot of contenders in that division either. It's very thin. So... It's not like there's another fight waiting in the wings that Dana's just, you know, the fans are clamoring for and that Dana's just so eager to get out there. 
you know, Jones comes back, he, he, he needs to have a tune-up fight anyway. No one wants to see him necessarily jump straight into that because I don't think he deserves it, although we all want to see the fight. So it makes some sense. Let them get going. Let's see what's cooking there with uh, a Jones and Gus rematch. Oh, that'd be phenomenal. Um, that Talk about a draw. That'd be great. You put that uh, as the co-main to this main event with him and Brock. Yeah. You can't ask for a better setup. So let's see. I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of things that have to go right. We see these cards fall apart all the time. But if you want my, my, my first reaction, I think that'd be a beautiful way to kind of have, uh, have the next one line up, you know? All right, so, I mean, I, I feel like we're, um, we've, <laughs> we've covered everything and then kind of talked it to death, actually. I think we picked up a little bit so, of steam. The, the, yeah. we, were, we were all over the map. I was feeling the pressure of not, A, not being prepared, which we never are, but knowing that I had this timeline and we had to go. And I just, you know, we weren't really focused too well. So, um, again, not for... Not, not for the masses regardless, but I don't think we're super happy with the way that this thing kicked off, but this is all part of the process. You know, we're, we're getting to know it. We're trying a different mic today, trying a different platform. Look, we're going to get better and better at this. The production's going to get better. Um, and I just, I don't know. I'm just, uh, I'm just grateful that we're actually sticking to it. I mean, we, we fit this one in. It was a tight window, but I'm grateful that we're still pursuing it. And I think that uh, at the very least, we're, we're, I hope we're both really enjoying it. So you, I feel like we should end with the... Um the official, uh, oh, <laughs> don't, don't you, you look great. Don't tap out your bank account. Uh, don't tap out. The official pick. So we'll just something we'll do, not necessarily at the end, but um, somewhere in in the episodes where we are recapping a card that we t made picks on, we'll um, have a you know a, a designated segment to that and uh, to keep a running tally. So um, we'll we'll end it we'll end it there and add the. Uh, the official picks or the official standings, I should say, for. Um, I haven't been back in the room for this. Can after, you just yeah? Let's let's yeah, hear that. After one, after one card. So I was plus five seventy two point nine six seven. Was that a pie right. down there? Yeah, that was Adam, a pie. Adam, so I'm repeating. Alan <laughs> Barlow after after one card officially. So if we end today, I'm the world champion. Right. Should, should, should the we best all, there ever was. We should we should figure out at a later date because I know you're running that when this quote unquote season. Should we just go through the end of the year? We'll go to, we'll no, what, I was, what I was thinking is, Danny, we should go we should go by quarter. So what we can do is, you know, at least it, it'll make four seasons out of the out of the year so that these numbers don't get outrageous. Okay. And it gives us kind of the ability to um, reset. Yeah, because this you know there's as everybody knows, which is one of the beautiful things about MMA is that there is no. There's no season. It's a, it's an you know year-round sport. It's so much fun that way. There's always a lot of content, um, whether you call it diluted or not. There's there's so much talent now. Anyway, I think it. I think well, it's sorry. Back One up. last thing. Did did Brock really have to say Stipe is a piece of shit? Ooh. Oh my God. I was actually. It was. I, it I know. Was I know. None of it matters, but that that really that actually genuinely bothered me yeah. just as a as a human being because Stipe yeah. is such a great dude. And a monster, and would and would fuck out. Just got knocked out, and would fuck Brock up. For yeah. the record, Brock will never he'll never have to eat those words because he won't stick around long enough yep. to, to to have to look Stepe in the eye and fucking swallow a couple of those those pistons, you know, in his hands. But so, I think more, I don't more know, than fuck, anything, that was fuck Brock. Yeah. He's a piece of and shit. And I, I said, unless I, I I hate him, and, and I don't. My, my father. Uh, thank you. My father hates Brock. So <laughs> if he gets knocked out, another reason I love you. Back. Thank you. <laughs> so. um... The, I'm sorry. So the official standings after the first card, uh, at Lamar MMA jumps out to a lead. He's, he's got 570. Want to say, want to say points? It points. feels good. It feels good. Uh, and cash, I only. have 330, not 
Um, and that's it. I, we, we'll we'll uh, see you for episode quattro. Yeah, gonna, we'll be gonna, back for Quatch in the meantime. We'll clean, we're going to clean this one up and uh, edit it and then publish it as soon as possible. And um, that's it. Until next time. Good luck on the, at the links there at Lombardo Women. Adios.